Let's talk about the crate challenge and the TikTok ban. Let's also discuss the food shortages at McDonald's, Nando's and Greg's. What about Nigeria's new king? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Don't make a habit out of choosing what feels good over what's actually good for you. Eric Thomas. Wise words. Wise words. So it's episode 71, back again, sparking debate. We're coming to the end of August. It's Bank Holiday weekend. Traditionally carnival time, but no actual carnival this year. But I'm sure there'll be that carnival energy with the parties and the freedom and the festivals that are going on. So as long as the vibe's there, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be fine. And a shout out to all the Trinidad and Tobago people um, with the Independence Day on the 31st, Bank Holiday weekend. I'm sure they're going to turn it up with some roti and all sorts of spices and good food and vibes and music, music, the heartbeat. So yeah, it's going to be a good weekend regardless. And the weather looks good too. The weather looks like it's going to hold up for us. So it's going to be good. So congratulations on the para, for the Paralympics, everybody involved in the Paralympics. doesn't get as much shine as the traditional Olympics, but, you know, it's, it's definitely um, a mean feat to do anything on an Olympic level, and especially with disabilities, etc. So shout out to Kadina Cox. Um, she won uh, the gold paracycling um, C4-5. Uh, 500 meters trial time and she also uh, got a gold for the paracycling on the C15 um, 750 um, meters team sprint so she, excellent excellent achievement and I think she's still in a few more um, disciplines going forward as well but she's coming on with at least two golds and I'm sure more the way she's going she's probably going to come on with a few more so yeah congratulations to her congratulations so, this, this, this other group of people I'm about to talk about, you, you could consider them athletes on some level, but, um, but yeah, this is, this, is, this is kind of strange. So, you've probably seen it on, online and Instagram, Facebook, etc. The Crate Challenge. So, this Crate Challenge, for those that don't know, um, you know, they've got like the milk crates or, or drink crates stacked up. Um, and basically you've got to try and walk over them um, and without falling over. And, you know, the adult in me sees the dangers, um, sees how, yeah, how, how they shouldn't be doing this because it is really dangerous. But the kid in me, you know, I'm, 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 I'm old enough to be wise and see the, see the dangers, but I'm still young enough to remember how this is the kind of stuff that I probably would have got up to as a kid. And it still makes me laugh as a child when you see people trying to do it and you know how it's going to end. And the way, <laughs> the way they end up falling, and really it's, it's not actually funny really because it is, I mean, people walk away from it. So, you know, it's not like people are, you know, uh, hurt in a way that they can't move straight afterwards, but... 
the way they fall, you know, it's, it's like, how can I describe it? It's like the way they fall, it's like somebody dropping them from a height. Um, they go from one minute of walking and kind of showing off and feeling like they're going to do it with all the confidence in the world, and the next minute it's like they've been dropped from the sky onto these crates. And, yeah. I mean, when I was a kid, it reminded me of, um, you know, when you used to see someone fall over, you used to say, um, did you see that person buckle? Um, and, you know, seeing people fall off of these crates is buckling times 100. So, um so yeah, anyway, I'm, I'm regressing. I'm kind of, as I'm talking, I'm thinking about all of the, the, the craziest stuff we used to do as kids, like, you know, going on garage roofs and jumping from one roof to the other and kind of doing, kind of being little stuntmen, you know. You'd be out in the summer holidays and you're doing things that are actually, it's like they're stunts, you know, you shouldn't have been doing them. Um, but you'd kind of get away with it as a kid. I look at these things now and there's no way I would be doing anything like that. And same with these, these crate challenges. Back in the day, yeah, I would have done it. Um, but now, no way. Um, even on my BMX back in the day as a kid, I remember there was a stunt we used to do um, coming out of Clisso Park in Hackney. Um, you come down from, if, you, if anybody knows that, uh, that part, there's a, um, a calf which is on a, on a hill. So you'd got, you'd start from there and you'd pretty much be standing on your bike coming down this hill with one foot on the handlebars and one foot behind the seat and you're balancing with your hands out wide and then you'd, you'd roll down the hill, turn the bike to the left towards the bandstand and just pre- pretty much ride it out balancing on your bike like that. And I used to do that as a kid, um, fearless, you know, and, and stay on it for ages, you know, balancing, no hands, standing up straight. There's no way... I would attempt anything like that now. No way. So, um, so like I said, I can, I can definitely empathise with young people taking part in these risky behaviours at the risk of buckling. But, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not a smart. It's not smart because I'm, I'm sure some of these people have had to go and see the doctor afterwards. I mean, obviously, when they drop, confidence gets them up and they keep it moving. But um, I know when they went and sat down, they felt them them rib shots and then back shots and, and all sorts. But, um, but anyway, um, TikTok, because people have been f- filming them um, and putting them on TikTok, but TikTok has decided to ban um, the trend over safety concerns. So I, I do get that. I do get that because it's not something you want to promote because it isn't. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know, it's crazy. But yeah, when you're, when you're a kid, you know, you take those kind of risks and stuff. But, um, but yeah, it's... They are funny, though. They are funny, unfortunately. Wouldn't have my kids doing it, though. I wouldn't even have my kids watching it, just in case they thought it was something to do. But, yeah, but it's funny. Okay, so moving forward, moving forward. So, um, yeah, so in regards to the COVID situation, unfortunately, there was a, a presenter, Lisa Shaw, who worked for the BBC in Newcastle, and she's 44 years old, and she died in May. Um, after developing headaches um, after her first dose of the vaccine, um, the AstraZeneca vaccine, I believe it was. Um, so, yeah, my condolence to her family and, and you know, family and friends. Um, but obviously this, this taps into people's concerns around taking the, the vaccines and, you know, the, the things that can come off the back of it. Um, 
And yeah, she, I mean, she suffered, she suffered blood clots in the brain, which ultimately um, resulted in her death. And the inquest um, linked it to the AstraZeneca vaccine. Um, but it is, they, they've reported that it is rare for, you know, for that to be the outcome for anybody. Um, but it, it did happen. So this is what people are, um, you know, people are speaking about. And, and, you know, obviously if you was an anti-vaxxer, that kind of feeds into your, your narrative, you know. Um, so I totally, I totally get that. But I suppose you have to put things into context, you know, and then um, look into the science of these things and, and, yeah, just put these things into context, I suppose. Um, but, yeah, very, very sad. I, I mean, I don't know what the numbers are for the amount of people that have died from, from taking um, the vaccine. Um, but, yeah. It is something that's happened, and I don't think anybody ever denied that. So, yeah, but very, very unfortunate, very unfortunate. So, um, and also, unfortunately, the the infections are rising again, um, with more than more than thirty thousand new cases being confirmed each day. Um, yeah, and it's I suppose there's there's growing evidence also that the immunity through vaccination is is depreciating, it's waning now um, and hence why they was talking about a booster um, and unfortunately we're going into the winter months you know when you know viruses just I mean just the common cold and flu and stuff are, are more prevalent so and we're more in the house a lot more so I'm not sure how me personally I, I'm not sure how you get the numbers down with what we have now with the technologies what we have now the vaccines we have now etc I, I, you know with everything being open as it is, which I'm totally happy for, you know, I'm, I'm glad things are open. But in regards to slowing down numbers or reducing numbers, it looks like what we have, we've thrown everything we, we have at the virus and then um, it's, it's going to be a mix of one or, you know, it's going to be a mix of, of both, you know, I, I, and I don't know how we, how we, um, reduce numbers without it, some sort of restriction, the way things stand. So hopefully I'm wrong, you know, and hopefully there, there, there is another way and hopefully the numbers, maybe the, hopefully the numbers go up and then they go back down and whatnot. But I'm just not, I just can't see how that, how that happens with the current technology and, and science that we have. So, um, so yeah, um, but overall, the good news is overall the number of people dying remains very low compared to previous um, waves that we've had. So that is some good news. That is some good news. So another impact of the whole pandemic thing is um, supply chain issues. Uh, who would have ever thought that there'd be no no milkshakes in McDonald's or no chicken in Nando's or can you know Kentucky having chicken uh, shortages and Greg's having various shortages um yeah you, you you couldn't make it up you could not make it up but um that's that's the world we're living in you know we that's the situation we're dealing with now so um and yeah and i suppose could you imagine could you imagine i mean milkshakes is not uh mcdonald's main main source of revenue in regards to what they serve but could you imagine if mcdonald's didn't have anything to make burgers like they couldn't well they couldn't they couldn't get burgers delivered in that would be that would be something 
hopefully that doesn't happen. Not that I'm a big McDonald's fan, but you know, just because of the the whole franchise and the whole business and stuff like that, that is that would be major. But it could happen. You know, if the, if you can run out of milkshakes, um, and Kentucky and Nando's can run out of chicken, McDonald's could run out of burgers, and that would I'm thinking that would be time to shut up shop. You know, if that lasted for any length of time. But I'm sure we won't get to that. I'm sure we won't get to that. But um, but also part of it has been um, has been blamed on uh, the lack of HGV lorry drivers. Um, so the the Road Haulage Association. Um, Basically, they blame the backlog on, you know, tests, um, driving tests for new drivers coming in. Also, there's, you know, the older uh, people resigning from it. So that whole year, that whole, them, them, them months during lockdown where nobody was able to do anything, it's, it's left a, a backlog. So that's obviously playing a part as well. Um, and obviously Brexit as well, Brexit. And, and that's something that's we ain't felt the impact of yet, you know, so that's... We just have to see. Everything's up in flux. Everything's kind of up in the air in regards to how things are going to go. So it's going to be... We just kind of have to keep our ear to the ground, you know, and see how things go. Yeah. Um, But also, they are uh, starting a new antibody test, and they're going to be offering it to the public for the first time. Um, And basically, you'll be able to do a little, like, pinprick situation... Um, and find out how much natural protection people have um, after getting the coronavirus. Um, and it'll be open to people who are over 18 from Tuesday. Um, and, yeah, so... But it's for people, like, once you've been tested positive, I believe, that's that's when they, they'll offer it to those people. And they'll, they'll pretty much have to do it. Um, I think it's... Yeah, I think, they, I think they'll have to do that pretty much straight away. Um... As soon as as soon as possible, basically after they after they've been found positive, and then they'd have a second one twenty eight days later um, to measure the antibodies generated um, in response to the infection. So so yeah, up to um, eighty up to eight thousand and be sent the the home home antibody tests um, in the near future. So yeah, so that's that's a new development. Um, hopefully that will give them some new data that will make things easier for us going forward make us deal with this thing so unfortunately there have been um two young people have have lost their life over the past week um in kingston on saturday the 21st um, a 22 year old kaya davis was found with stab wounds taken to hospital and pronounced dead later so my thoughts and prayers and condolences um, to him and his family family and friends and also to um, a 25-year-old Jason Bentley Morrison, who was stabbed in a nightclub in Digbeth um, after a fight um, in Birmingham, that is, Digbeth. Um, a man, Ezekiel Reed, has been arrested for the killing. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, my thoughts and prayers go out to these young people's families and all, all, all people who have been affected by that situation. So, uh, tasers, tasers has been in, in the news quite a bit over the past past twelve months, um, especially with uh, the murder of Dillian um, Atkinson, the ex um, Aston Villa footballer who was murdered by um, PC Benjamin Monk. So, 
uh, basically, there's been studies, and, and what, what's come out from from these studies and reviews is that black people are more likely to be targets of prolonged taser use. So, obviously, the tasers are are, are meant to be uh, activated for x amount of time, but for some reason, um, black people are, you know, tasered for longer, which is which is interesting. I mean. They, 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 it'd be interesting to hear a conversation with with the police. You know, you know, if you like got like twenty police in the room that you know used tasers over the past you know past year, and just find out like you know just ask the question like why why are you holding the taser on so much longer when it comes to black people? What what is that about? What what goes through your mind? I'd I'd be interested to hear what their perspective is. Um, yeah, because it's found to be this is what's happening. So it's not like they could say we don't. In fact, show you do. So, um, so yeah, um, and they've measured it against you know how long they they hold the, the taser down in comparison to white people, um, and they've done this. It was a re- review over like 101 cases where the stun gun was used between 2015 to 2020, um, and. What come up? The fact that you know black people make up only four percent of the UK population, um, but they were still they still made up sixty percent of people who were subjected to continuous discharge of the taser for more than five seconds, and that's compared to twenty nine percent of white people. You know who who you know so you can see the the difference. You know sixty percent versus twenty nine. And as I said, black people are only four percent of the UK population. So, yeah, I'm I'm really glad that they, you know, took the time out to to do the study and, and break it down. Um, but what's more important now is what they do about it, and that's that's what I haven't heard too much about. You know what they're going to do about this. Um, but and you know, the longest uh, it also revealed the longest length of um, continuous use was sixty seven seconds. So over a minute, you know, over a minute. Um, so yeah, I, I'd, I'd just be interested to hear what they end up doing um, off of the back of this, how they're going to address it, because it is something that needs to be addressed, definitely. Um, and, you know, like I said, it was, it was used, it was part of the, part of the murder of, of, the, of Dalian Atkinson, you know, by PC Benjamin Monk. So, you know, it's, it is a real thing. Welcome to Pablo's Podcast. Join me on a weekly basis with social commentary on current affairs which affect us the most. Come and muse with me. What you can expect is uplifting, positive discussions, interviews on our social, physical and cultural well-being. Voicing some of the perspectives we share but maybe don't vocalise enough. I'll be going through my bucket list of interviewees over the coming weeks. You're guaranteed to get an honest, authentic perspective and insight into what's going on now. If you like what you hear, please click the subscribe button, please share on your social media apps, and please leave a review. Look forward to spending some time with you over these coming weeks. Thanks for joining me. Take care.
So over in Africa, in Nigeria, there is a new king. Um, Prince Sola Emiko was crowned king, king Wari in, in Nigeria, in the Delta State. Um, thousands land, lined the streets, um, dignitaries, well wishes flew in from around the world. So it was a big, big do, obviously. Um, it's a really, this part of Nigeria is a really um, oil rich state. Although there is a lot of poverty in, in, in the area, but it's a really rich oil, oil rich state. And looking at the pictures, it, you know, um, they really, you know, it was a real, real ceremony, you know, a lot of gold, a lot of, you know, glamour involved in, and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, new king in Nigeria. I, I don't know how many kings, it'd be interesting to know how many kings there are in Nigeria, how, many, how much royal, royal families, because obviously it's a big place and there are a lot, a lot of royalty there across Africa as a continent, to be fair. But yeah, to a new king, Wari, the king of Wari in Nigeria, Delta State. Okay, so um, what a student, Hannah, uh, wasn't it? it was yeah, Hannah Lloyd, Hannah Lloyd. She um, basically fundraised thousands to secure her place in Oxford University. Um, after basically, she failed um, to secure numerous scholarships, so she tried to get the scholarship, didn't work out for her. But at twenty-six year old, she had enough tenacity and enough gumption to go out there and make it happen for herself. And, yeah, she, she raised over £34,000. Um, and, and, yeah, to, to go towards her, her £44,000 tuition fees, Oxford University. So hats off to her for, for making it happen for herself, you know, not lying down in the face of adversity, finding another way and making it happen. So, yeah. Very inspirational. Hannah Lloyd, hats off to you. And good luck with all your studying coming up. Excellent stuff. Okay, so this weekend and this week, to be fair, and probably the next week has been, you know, we've been inundated with news clips, with pictures, um, with commentary in regards to Extinction Rebellion. In, uh, in London. I'm sure it's happening in other cities as well, but obviously there's massive stuff happening in London. Um, so in Oxford Circus and um, Seven Dials, Covent Garden, surrounding areas, big protests, um, nearly 200 people being arrested thus far. It's probably gone up by the time you're hearing this. Um, and yeah, in, on Wednesday, they glued, people glued themselves to a giant pink table, um, all, all kinds of human chain situations going on um yeah so like i said it's made a lot of coverage across the news and media etc social media as well and i think there was at least ten thousand people congregated um near and around the rallies um which started i think it started on sunday just gone and i think they planted it for the next two weeks so so no doubt we'll hear a lot more about that especially over the bank holiday weekend you know um so yeah lot going on, Extinction Rebellion. And, you know, they, they are fighting for a good cause. You know, it's all about the planet and whatnot, you know. Um, but, you know, when they, when they do stop people going about their daily business, some people, you know, are not tolerant of that, you know, even though it is only for two weeks. Um, but, I, I mean, I've got, I've got to say, I can, I can see the, the world is... Um, we are impacting 
the the world in a in a negative way, and there are things we can do better. Um, and if these people are taking the time out to bring attention to it and 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 you know readdress the balance as much as they can, why not? Why not? You know, it's, it, it is a noble cause. You know, people can only, I suppose, get upset about the way they go about stuff and and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, they are they doing something? Are they talking about something that's correct? Is it is it a noble thing to do? And I, I'll, I've got to agree. I've got to agree. So on the crypto side of things, um, there has been a, a couple of major hackings um, of recent recent days. Um, liquid gold, uh, the liquid gold, sorry, liquid global exchange um, company, um, they were hit by hackers. Um, they lost out on seventy two million pounds, UK pounds, off of this attack. Um, but they've insisted that customers, they, they, you know, they will reimburse customers. That may take a long time because there are different rules to the whole cryptocurrency thing. It's not like we're dealing with the banks. Um, they're not regulated in the same way at all. In, in many ways, they're not regulated at all. So, yeah, so that was one. And then there was also um, Poly Network. They were also hacked as well. And they lost $610 million of customer funds. Um, so, yeah, you know, these things happened. That's why I say the cryptocurrency stuff is something definitely to keep an eye on. And the NFT stuff, you know, understand it, what's, what, what goes on with it, etc. Um, because it is part of finance and assets and, you know, movement of money around the world and whatnot. So it is important to know about it, but it's important to protect yourself as well, getting proper financial advice using digital wallets, you know, those are essential. You know, if those, the people that lost money in this situation, if they had digital wallets, they wouldn't have lost any money because they would have had, their money would have been in their own digital wallet rather than online with a company that's not actually regulated and you don't have any rights if they lose your money. So these are things to to really be aware of. Things are definitely really to be aware of. Um, also... There, there was a young, a young boy. Um, I forgot his Benjamin. I think his name was, but a young, a young twelve-year-old boy, who has um, got into NFTs. Um, he got into making they're called weird whales, weird whales. That was it, and he, he got into it with his his dad's a computer programmer, and basically created these these whales, and they sold out. They sold out. He made, I think it was £290,000 for the back of these NFTs. But he's only 12 years old. God knows what he's going to be um, making and creating in the next few years, you know, but he's definitely off to a good start. So hats off to him with the weird whales. Definitely doing well with that. So, yeah, it's definitely something to keep your eye on. Um, but, you know, it is risky business. So just make sure you're doing it in a safe way. So a couple of um, films and documentaries that I have not yet seen. They're not new, but they, 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 they're being promoted at the moment. They're doing a little run at the moment. So one of them is um, Songs of Redemption, um, a documentary about rehabilitation in Jamaican prisons. Um, yeah, and talking about how they use... Uh, Music, you know, um, inmates learning instruments, um, songwriting, making reggae records, etc. And I think that is really interesting because I I never 
could for the life of me understand how Vibes Cartel um, is convicted of murder and then is constantly putting out music whilst being in prison. I never could understand how that, well, I mean, it's ha it was happening, but it just seemed so, how, how does that happen? You know, and yeah. But obviously this, is, this kind of tells a story about how that works. But also, on the other hand, I think about other artists that have gone to prison and, and they don't, they're not putting out music. I think of like Ninja Man, for instance, because um, he's, you know, uh, formidable reggae artist, very funny reggae artist, but also in prison now. Um, but we haven't heard any music come out from him. So I don't know if the, you know, maybe certain prisons, maybe it's, you know, you get certain, uh, I don't know, benefits if you behave yourself. Maybe, I, I don't know. But it'd be I suppose watching it, you'll find out. But yeah, Redemption Song. Um, sorry, not Redemption Song. Songs of Redemption. I'm thinking of the old Bob Marley tune. Songs of Redemption. So yeah, that's definitely one to watch out for. And then there's another one with... Um, Kamani Mali and Idris Elba called One Love and it's basically a story about a Rasta singer and a church girl who fall in love um, and the, the church girl has a firebrand preacher father um, and all the complications that, that that brings up so that's another one to look out for called One Love so I'll definitely be looking out for that one and then there's also um, Lover's Rock by Menelik Shabazz um, and this one, I've seen clips of this in the past, but I haven't seen it in, in its entirety. So I definitely want to um, watch that one. Um, and it basically highlights the uniquely black British sound um, that developed in the 1970s and 80s um, against the backdrop of riots, racial tensions, sound systems and, and things like that. So, um, so yeah, that, that, you know, real authentic look, you know, documentary um, on, on Lover's Rock. You know, and 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 how it influenced and kind of uh, yeah influenced the UK, influenced other other parts of the world as well. You know, because it didn't just stay on the UK shore. So yeah, definitely looking forward to watching that. And some new stuff that's coming on: um, Munya Chawawa, um, the comedian who constantly goes viral on Instagram with his with his jokes um, and his skits and his um, what is it unknown unknown P. Uh, one of his grime characters that he does. Um, is it Unknown P or Unknown T? Yeah, Unknown P. Percy, yeah, Unknown Percy, that's what they call it. But yeah, he's got a new show coming up, a new YouTube comedy um, series um, titled Race Around Britain. So it's a four-part four part series. Um, he created it and he's um, fronting it as well. Um, and it's basically exploring black British experience, um, race, prejudice and different parts of the UK. So that should be interesting. That should be interesting. And also looking at like the, what, the, what the extent of the lack of um, cultural education and exposure contributes to the um, division in society. So, so yeah, I'm sure he'll put his comedic slant on it as well, but it looks like he's going to be digging into some, some meaningful and thoughtful stuff. So, yeah, definitely look out for that. I'm not sure when that's actually rolling out, but I'm sure if you go on his Instagram, he'll be pushing that already. And also coming up is um, Tiny Temper. He's, he's been announced that he's going to be the presenter of a new Channel 4 show titled um, Outrageous Extensions, um, another four-part series um, uh, looking at the most audacious dream homes ever, ever seen or ever built. So, yeah, that, that should be interesting as well, you know, like a property-type show. 
Um, but yeah, hats off to him for, for locking down that, that, that TV slot because we haven't heard a lot of music from him of late. So good to see that he's transitioning to something different. Um, so yeah, look out for that tiny temple. So yeah, so like I said, bank holiday weekend. Get out there, do something, you know, have fun. Um, eat loads, eat healthy. Drink loads, drink healthy. You know, um, and you know, connect with people. Connect with people. I've I've heard, I've heard over the past few months. I've heard a lot of um, you know stuff going on for people. You know, and it does put put it puts life into perspective. You know, some of the things that I've heard. You know, you just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You really just don't know what tomorrow's going to bring. You know, one one day you could be you're making plans to do A, B, and C. Um, and yeah, life just throws major curveballs at you. So I've I've been, I've heard a lot of things like that happen of of late. So so yeah, I I just say just you know get out there and enjoy. You know, tomorrow's not promised. Tomorrow's not promised. And if tomorrow is promised, it might not be the tomorrow that you was hoping it was going to be. So if you've got today, get out there and enjoy it. You know, speak to people that you love, speak to people that you care about, stay connected. Um, but yeah, don't 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 take don't take what you have today for granted because it's not promised. It's not promised. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today. And hopefully you can join me in the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney. And you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.